Welcome, friends, to the final pre-E3 2018 edition of Unlocked. It's IGN's Xbox show. It's the world's number one Xbox show. We've, uh, we've got plenty to talk about because E3, like, it's unofficially started already. We've got plenty of announcements to discuss. Coming up on this week's show, we'll talk uh, about the big rumors surrounding Playground Games, the developer of Forza Horizon, and uh, what Mi- Microsoft may have in store with them coming up, uh, as well as big price cuts on the entire Xbox product line, including the Xbox One X. So we'll talk about that as well. Plus, uh, those aforementioned game announcements. We've got LEGO DC Supervillains, Team Sonic Racing, possibly Hitman 2 as well, and Assassin's Creed leaked again. What a surprise. (laughs) Uh, Some release dates getting thrown out there for for games later this year as well. So much to get to. We'll cover it all here uh, this hour. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I've got Brandon Tyrell. To my right, hello, Alana Pierce, hey, Miranda Sanchez, hello, uh, great to be with all of you. So uh, E3, we're what, leaving. What is E3? Yeah, go ahead. I've been working have... on this since February, and as we get closer, I'm just like, finally. <laughs> There's a thing this week where it's like everyone's announcing their games early and things mm-hmm. are leaking, and it's like, no, let's be real. E3 is just two weeks now. Yeah, it, yeah, it is pre E3 anymore. So every morning I get on Twitter and I look up E3 2018 in the search bar and it starts through all the top tweets to pull stuff for our E3 wiki. Yeah, and it's just crazy seeing how the volume changes like between yesterday and today. Like I sat there for like maybe 30 minutes yesterday. Today it was like an hour and a half, and because there's just so many more people talking about it in like smaller developers announcing that they're going to have things at E3 too, which is really exciting. It's and a really just, small way to do it. Yeah, like just seeing that. Like fan excitement there is just really cool too. Because I mean, I, it makes me excited. I say this. I always say this. Pardon me if I've just said this a million times before here, but I, for me, E3 is the video game industry's Christmas morning. Or actually, you know what? Hanukkah might be the more applicable thing because it's yeah. now that it's like a week long. It really is every twelve day, nights. New <laughs> presents. And it's great. Like it's just like, oh, what cool new announcement did Microsoft get me today? What's uh, what's rare got? What's this one got? So I don't, I don't know. Is I Han- love it. Is Hanukkah like? Is is there one or two days in Hanukkah where like you get the good stuff? Because I feel like E three is Dot. is like a slow trickle, and then it's just like two days of just oh, everything is amazing, you know, rather than socks <laughs> well, and, yeah, it's a, like and pencil Sunday, erasers. Monday are the and, days where it's like crazy. The yeah. press conference, yeah, yeah, the major press conference. Nope. Um, but I should mention. Uh, we're not going to have an episode of Unlocked next week because we are at E3, but the four of us we're doing it live. are doing our live pre-show and post-show for Microsoft. I just wrote the pre-show script yesterday, so I'm going to be talking about Halo 6, what we think is coming from that, Gears. I'm on that, right? Yeah. I'll share that with you <laughs> guys as, us, as soon yeah. as I have it approved by the producers, but um, I've planned it out, so I'm, I'm really glad that the four of us get to do it. Me too. Uh, everyone can tune in and watch that live. I think we start at 12.30. Yes. So, yeah. Um, that, I mean, that's... Mo- you're you're mostly correct. I will we will be taking the post show, so the analysis, That's our right. immediate reactions. That will be episode three fifty. Yeah, next week. And it's also split up. So I can't yeah. promise yeah. you when I'll be able to get it uploaded on the audio side. Uh, please just join us live, watch yeah. on video. The, we'll all look so fancy. Well, it's yeah. true. There won't be, be wearing no jackets. Yeah. We'll week. be we'll be wearing makeup. Yeah, <laughs> have little mics in our ears. Yeah. You could use a little today with this. All right, I was a sunburn. I kind of was wondering like how long it was going to take. <laughs> you uh, were the one that pointed it out to me. So yeah, that's I, I mean because it's cripplingly <laughs> embarrassing. So thanks for no. I'm just, I can't tell. Uh, no, you're fine. No, you you can. So like I went to the DMV <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I went to the DMV yesterday, which is Department of Motor Vehicles, if you don't know. And it's just the worst place on the planet. It's, it's hell on earth. Um, as evidenced by yeah. the I mean, We get very tangential here, but I know that Jonathan Dornbush went to the DMV recently and told Andrew he'd be there in the morning and it was there literally all day. Yeah. So we had a meeting at noon yesterday and I'm like, hey, I'm going to get there at 7 a.m. and uh, I'll you know, be in time for the meeting. And Ryan says, sound good. I'm like, hey, taking a little longer than I thought. Be there for the second half of the meeting. I got there at 7 a.m. I left at 5 p.m. It's insane. I spent an entire day at the DMV. Do you know that oh you can make goodness. appointments? I did, yeah, but I, it was one of those. <laughs> I had to get it done before you three. Oh, so uh, yeah, I was in line. I was in line outside in the hot Oakland sun for uh, for like four hours. So the right half of my face and neck are burnt to hell. Hey, y'all, it's got a new uh, free glow. It's fine. No, Wear yeah. sunblock. It's really good for it'll, your face. Yeah, it'll look it'll Wear look it good when anyway. you get to the show. <laughs> All of these are great tips. If I knew what I was getting myself into, <laughs> clearly did not. So, but we're all uh, going to look glowing. And uh, one, one way or the makeup. other, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. We It'll also like I, I don't know if you guys do the same thing where I just tweet a storm. I just tweet a lot. Oh gosh, E3 yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. I yeah, oh, yeah. Well. So that's I was I was actually going to say, please follow all of us on Twitter if you if you don't already, just because. Yeah, I mean, I know when I come out of an appointment, mm-hmm. um, I'll usually just fire off a quick something. Yeah. About mm-hmm. what I just saw, and then depending, yeah. uh, and then you know you can read more. I'll go into much more detail on yeah. IGN. It's so also, yeah. uh, maybe for you guys as well, it's also generally the easiest way to find me at E3. Like if someone tweets at me and is like, "Hey, where are you? Can I come say hi?" Then I will usually reply on Twitter, yeah. so than anywhere else. So that or um, we'll post probably you and I at least post things on Instagram. Like I like to use my yeah. Instagram story a whole lot, so I'll probably yeah. be posting there a ton during E3. So check that out. I always start out trying to like live tweet because I'm genuinely like E3 when you're in the room and you're watching the conferences. It is one of the most exciting parts of the year. It's great. Right? Yeah. And so I always start like, this looks awesome. This is great. And then it's Andrew's always like, no one can handle this story. I need you to write it. So then I yeah. set my phone down and I start <laughs> writing. And that's usually the last tweet of the afternoon. <laughs> um, uh, people have asked, We so I think we do we have an official meet and greet this year? No. Do not, correct? So. Yeah, basically the, uh, there's not enough of us and not enough time. <laughs> That's basically yeah. what happened. Is we were going to try, but we don't. But we might be able to organize something on the last day if we have Yeah, yeah. so I would say for those of you who are attending E3, uh, and if you do see any of us, feel free to say hello. Yeah, we have a booth. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, booth. I have, our booth is open this it's year. Open. You can watch yeah. us do interviews. That's true. So um, there's interviews that you will be interested in that we can't talk about yeah but yeah you can come and actually physically watch the main out booth so for the past couple years um it's been in glass and this year it's not in glass but um like interview segments are generally 15 minutes long so that five minutes between is a great time to like wait in the west hall like kind of a little bit back right near the front yeah like the second row deep i would only add just like if we're we absolutely would love to say hi to you if uh if we are in a rush to get to an appointment, please don't take it personally because that yeah. that does happen yeah. during E3. Sometimes but I know- I'll, I'll, someone will be like, oh, you want to take a photo? I'll be like, only if you physically run with me. Yeah. So there are lots <laughs> of photos of me literally running <laughs> during E3. People like... But no, every year a lot of great IGN fans do. Uh, I, I get I get stopped and said hello to a lot of E3, yeah. and it, it genuinely like warms so my heart because yeah. It, if you see us, please say hello. Like yeah. seriously, yeah. don't be nervous. Like we're just, it's really kind of uplifting too. Yeah, yeah. Really we're, we're we've all been working for like sixteen hours at that point. Nobody's and, sleeping. Yeah, and you're you're either super tired or super stressed out, and someone coming up and saying hi, and that they you know you know follow you or read something you did is kind of a nice little boost yes. at two p.m. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's get to it. This first rumor, we'll see. I mean, this is definitely have to put the asterisk on it. It is a rumor for now, but it would not at all surprise me if we hear about this becoming official next week. 
Microsoft might have bought or be buying Playground Games, the the world-class development studio behind the Forza Horizon series. Uh, Credit here goes to WCCF Tech, uh, where they note that an update on Playground's company's house page. This is all, there's some British speaking here, so if, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as far as as far as the business. Oh yes, their house. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh yes. Dated, company house. It's dated very recently, last week, May 29th. Lists Keith Dolliver as a new director Keith of Playground. Dolliver. Let me let me is put that, that into context that? for you. Uh, so. The company's house is a UK government website that holds details for all registered companies in the country. Dolliver is the vice president and deputy general counsel at Microsoft, specializing in mergers and acquisitions, Mm. per his LinkedIn profile. He has previously been appointed as a director of a number of other companies that Microsoft has acquired, including Rare, Lionhead, and Skype. So there is is, a strong reason to believe that that uh, a purchase agreement may have been reached between Playground well, and especially Microsoft. especially if this goes in line with the theory, it seems pretty likely that Playground are developing Fable. Yeah, um, secondary team. I don't know how the business side of this stuff works, though. Which is more profitable? Like, is it just going to net Microsoft more money if they buy the studio? We obviously know they've been closely working well, with them for a while. But. I mean, yeah, I'm certainly no business expert either, but uh, you know, the, the, the reason Microsoft would want to buy them is to have... Uh, presumably, it's a it's a better deal for them in the yeah. long term. Also prevents uh, them from working with anyone else. That's yeah. the big securing one. that exclusivity. They, you know, they can't go. You know, if Sony dangles a better offer in five years from mm. now after this alleged Fable project, this that can't happen well, like anymore. Insomniac with Sunset Overdrive and then Spider Man. Exactly, that's a perfect. Yeah, example. but I, I guess yes. it's also that, especially it happening now makes sense considering they just hired all this new and very impressive talent they've got people from rockstar north like they've got a lot of really impressive people working there now so it's like well you guys have just secured a team who can build open world action rpgs seemingly so yeah. we want to make sure that we have that team well yeah you're you're totally right i mean if if with the fable deal seemingly mm-hmm. happening and forza horizon is is i think it's it actually is the single most critically acclaimed Series I absolutely in all of Xbox. Think Forza Horizon is so. the best arcade racer series ever made. I agree, and that's why it's like if they announce a new one this year, I keep being like, "How do they improve?" I well, don't know how. <laughs> that's what we said after three. It's, like, how do you keep getting race. better at this? It's, it's just different locales at this point. No, but uh, they do improve. Like every time they make improvements, and I'm like, "Wow!" I yeah, they find a way. I think really talented developers like Playground find a way. I wonder if they kind of like hold something back. Like sometimes they're like no maybe like, or there's like or maybe well, somewhere along the line of development they could see an improvement and be like hey well it's too late to put this in so that's for the next yeah. one, mm, yeah, for the next yeah. one and yeah, we'll, like if there is one this year which we're all just assuming because it makes sense it will be the first Xbox it. One X uh, Forza Horizon game as well uh, well th- no three got I mean three retroactively, retroactively. got all yeah. the enhancements so so it would be basically the same but I mean yeah. like the, you know they could approach the development cycle with it more in mind I'm sure True. they knew about it back then anyway but. yeah because they the the I learned this from going to Playground back for Horizon 2 when we unveiled that. Uh, Playground and Turn 10, like, basically, they share a tech pipeline. They yeah. share that engine, and each of them sort of tweaks it a little bit for their use. You know, mm-hmm. motorsport, it's closed-circuit closed, closed circuit tracks, 60 mm-hmm. frames. 
uh, and obviously Horizon open world. So they do each need to use it for a little bit of a different purpose. But you know, one added uh, what was it? Rain. One added mm-hmm. snow. And of course, um, the the ocean is shared with Sea of Thieves in the <laughs> Microsoft Extended Universe. Yeah, that's the actually a thing they said the to me in, in in my my demo of Forza Horizon Three. Though it was you know this is it's the same ocean <laughs> physics. Well, <laughs> sea of Thieves. So. Interesting. The real thing. I'll be honest. If the next Horizon game doesn't have a Kraken or a Megalodon, then I'm going to be. A little <laughs> so yeah, does it, does the Pirate ocean races. turn red if you like drive out far enough and start getting creepy? I like that. That'd be I, cool. I will. <laughs> yeah, I will say that knowing that they share this same tech makes me super excited to see Horizon on developed specifically for the tech in the X, uh, the Xbox One X. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when I reviewed the Xbox One X, Forza Motorsport Seven was far and away like the most beautiful game I'd seen on that mm-hmm. console. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, you know, I, I know there will be some. N- Xbox fans with a little bit of anxiety if this comes true who think oh well you know Lionhead got mm. ended up dead and uh, <laughs> you know their FASA studio ended up dead and there have been there have been studios that Microsoft has acquired where it hasn't ended well in right. the long run but um, you know you have to believe that Phil and and the leadership team at Microsoft is has learned from the past and is smarter yeah. now and uh, will will manage this. Uh, would manage this acquisition if indeed it, it is the case in, in a much uh, much smarter, more long term focused way. And it, yeah, if, if you've got Forza and Fable, I mean that's that's a and that's a lot of uh, incredible studio. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a hell of a studio, and it's and for Microsoft they become an extremely important studio because mm-hmm. they're handling not one but two of your biggest. Yeah, yeah. it also yeah. seemed like the issue with Lionhead was in part that they had hired a team. You know, it wasn't the original Lionhead. They had hired a team who had experience working on a game like Fable Legends, and then they realized that game wasn't really going to well, work. And it was like, well, we have all these people with experience for the thing that right. we don't I, want to make anymore. I still blame I a hundred I blame Microsoft for that for for I orienting the studio cool. in that. direction direction you know mm-hmm. I, so i don't know that's, well that was back when we thought it would be the next big thing you know like evolve came out and everyone was excited i think servers for that are shutting down this week or hashtag yeah. 4v1 rip really recently yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they tried but uh yeah so we'll see I, I expect we may we may get we'll see if we get that fable teaser that will make you cry so. uh, next week <laughs> and if on the back of that like phil says and we've acquired playground you know we'll be we'll be yeah Buddies forever. It could be a great move for them. So. I think. So. I think it's super mm-hmm. smart if they're building. If yeah. they're building up that team and then making another team or building up a secondary team to make Fable and Forza, like this is Microsoft putting a ring on it, and that is yep. super smart. All right. Uh, so you can forget what I said recently on this very podcast about <laughs> ah, it's must be too early for the <laughs> we were, Xbox One X to get. A we price were cut. so wrong last just last week. <laughs> but you know what? I'd like to say I'd like to think that we we did it. We we are responsible. You guys. Uh, we definitely didn't do it. <laughs> no, they totally had this planned. Hold on, I'm going to go update my Twitter profile <laughs> yeah. right now. Responsible for. Uh, <laughs> they did it just to make me look bad. Because you know, <laughs> I, no, out it's of fine. spite. <laughs> uh, yeah, fifty dollar price cuts across the board. Uh, these are temporary sales uh, for the Xbox One product line. So yes, the Xbox One X fifty dollars off. That'll so if you've been on the fence. And four fifty sounds a little better to you than five hundred. Now's your chance. Oh man, get off the fence. I have to say, I love my ex. It's, it's so it's an good. Excellent console. Yeah. Um, it's my go-to for all third parties, and I, I yeah. even have a PC. So. Yeah, I mean, think, <laughs> that's why I'm at two now. Yeah. yeah. It's like if you, you know, you're probably going to play Red Dead Redemption two this fall. You could pick up an X, fifty bucks off. X. It's it, it's almost like you're getting Red Dead for free. Mm. If you, yeah. I mean, I think you can buy it later. But. I'm kind of holding off for a bundle because I'm yeah? still one of the people on like my original Xbox day one. Yeah. It's still chugging along. It's like 
no reason to like put it down yet. Yeah. I just want to keep it going strong. I don't even have a 4K TV or anything, <laughs> yeah. but compared still, to... Oh, you can absolutely see the difference still. The yeah. performance and the, it's, it's also just there. faster. Like, yeah. Everything is a lot faster. Yeah. And I think like that... I've, I've seen issues with my original Xbox and like subtle things here and there with loading or just kind of performance dips here and there, which I don't necessarily see on other Xboxes here playing mm-hmm. with our wide variety of consoles that we have. Um, not bad. It's just, it's old. You know? And do yeah. you really want to really play hot. Halo 6? <laughs> on anything but an Xbox. Yeah, I want to look One really X? nice. Really? I go, mean, go or, of course, if, unless you've got a super high octane PC, <laughs> in which case, yeah, but why even not? even then, it, a lot of it comes down to the display, right? <clears throat> True. Mm-hmm. So I have a One X at home, and like Alana was saying, it is now my third party console. Yeah, and it is what I play everything on. And even like when I have to review games, and they're like, "What code do you want?" Well, let's see if they can get an Xbox code. Oh, it's just PC or PS4 right now. We're, we're, we're still waiting on the other oh, codes. Yeah. Oh, me too. And I'm like, <laughs> oh. okay. Um, I mean, that might sound a little entitled, but it's it's honestly like my. Pref- well, when you it's when you have a preference, console, yeah, that's fine. I mean, like, I think it's it goes to say it's like everyone here is happy to play any console because we're you know lucky enough to have access to all of them. Yeah, but yeah. we're obviously all on the show, so we have a preference. <laughs> but, so yeah, and I do have a 4K HDR enabled television that I you know put a game in there and sit. 25 feet away from my TV and it is still just the best experience Jealous. compared to my, you know, $1,500 PC that I built a couple of years ago where I enjoy playing games on it, but I have to sit in my office, in my office chair and it is not as comfortable as sitting on my couch. So, yeah. yeah. I do think $450 still sounds like a lot, like a $400 probably would have been like, whoa, yeah. it well. still sounds like a lot of money. But I mean, it you're totally it right. Is, it, is it is expensive. A dip. It is like something. But it is it is also a luxury item, right? It's yeah. it's something to enjoy. And not to be overlooked, if you just want to like maybe you I I hear from people on a regular basis that say, "Hey, you know, love following you guys. I actually don't have an Xbox, but I love unlocked. I love keeping up with with what you've got going on." And uh, so maybe if you have a PS4 but you're thinking, "Oh, well, you know, maybe I want to pick up an Xbox just to get stuff like Sunset Overdrive or Forza Horizon, State of Decay." Uh, the just baseline 500 gigabyte Xbox One S is 199 yeah. at this sale, which is crazy. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty great. So not, not to be overlooked there. It's mm-hmm. the, the, 4K the streaming barrier to entry is is a lot lower. All right, uh, game announcements. Yes, we're already getting them, even though it's the week before E3. <coughs> Lego DC Super Villains mm-hmm. had been oft rumored, now confirmed. Mm-hmm. It's great to see the it's Traveler's Tales. Just it's every time. Solid hit. Yeah. Every single time. Good game. They're really good uh, at what good they do. Good to great game. Yeah. yeah. So fun. You talk about finding a niche. I mean, that's that studio has uh, the has most niche. <laughs> they have their own genre. Yeah. They do. The Lego game. Oh, it's a Lego game. Family. <laughs> yeah. You know what to expect from them, too. And they're just like consistent and fun and just funny, too. Like yeah. genuinely very funny. Yeah. yeah. What, what was the Lego game we played together at Judges Week last year in Santa Monica? Oh, that was uh, the Marvel Hero, Marvel Superheroes. Marvel Superheroes. That's the first one I played in a number of years. And yeah. I was like, God, I forgot how fun these are. Well, not only fun. I mean, well voice acted. Yeah, they're right. well, they're well done. They're cheeky, you know. And if you're watching uh, video, you're obviously you're watching us on video. You're obviously seeing the trailer right now on the screen. But what what also I think shouldn't go overlooked that really I guess took me by surprise when when uh, <laughs> we transitioned to this generation of of consoles is 
these games look yeah. gorgeous too. Yeah. Like oh, the lighting think, is amazing. Yeah, it looked like the shiny plastic. Right. You would think like, oh, you know, family Lego game. It just looks okay. Like, no, they're they're actually beautiful. I mean, they're animated to the same extent that the films. Yeah. Are as well. So I was going to make that point just now too. Yeah. Yeah. They're they beautiful. they look like a movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Team Sonic Racing being announced for uh, for those of you who uh, might be fans of of the last one. The um, which Sumo Digital, it's a, they're they're a good racing game developer. They've done good stuff for a while. So uh, and I confirmed with Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog himself. Sonic himself, himself? Yes, talked to Sonic. And he said it will be at E3 and it will be playable. Really? Thanks, oh, Sonic. That's Sonic the Hedgehog Twitter account is really good. Yeah, it tweets with Elon Musk back and forth. One time I tweeted and tagged him, and was like, "Sonic the Hedgehog isn't even as fast as the International Space Station. Like, it doesn't move as quickly as that. He's not even that fast." And they were like, "Wow, really, Alana? Like, it was just like really rude to me." That's so. Whoever runs out of social account has like no fear. So much fun. Yeah, I wonder if it's like, what if it's the same person. That's like running Arby's, go, running Arby's Wendy's, Wendy's, Wendy's yeah. and, and Sonic the Hedgehog, and like just all, this the, depressed all the depressed sixteen-year-old kid who's just like, uh, just like this, the social media just wizard. Yeah, he's the same person who runs We Rate Dogs, like <laughs> eleven out of ten. Uh, all right. Also, this may have already happened by the time you, but you watch or listen to the show. I'm not sure, but an image of what. Most definitely looks like a Hitman 2 logo has appeared on the Warner Brothers Games website. Uh, and if you'll recall, Warner Brothers recently entered into a, a publishing agreement mm-hmm. with IO Interactive, who had negotiated their independence from, from Square Enix, from uh, IDOS, and retained the Hitman IP. So uh, they're now working, IO is now working with WB and it looks like we may be getting a Hitman 2 which is great cuz season 1 was was awesome. I still need to finish it. I've only it was played so good. I loved it. I I I think the fact that it was episodic rubbed it of a game of the year consideration. I don't think you're off base in mm. saying that. Yeah, it was good. it's it's tough. Like they did release it as a full thing at the end. Right I I remember when that was Too first late. announced when they were like, "Well, you know, you can you can pay yeah, whatever it was full price for it or yeah. you can And I was like, "Well, that's that's a little gross to me because we don't know how good each episode is. Yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, they did offer the option to just buy it piecemeal yeah. as well. They are all really like one of my favorite things about that game. It's even, do you call it a game? Yes, I guess. Is that you can make contracts for other people. So you can be like, okay, I'm going to pick a random NPC in this crowd. You have to kill that person. You have to do it this way. Yeah. So you can challenge other players. And some of them were crazy hard. Like you break in somewhere and you'd have to kill the two security guards at the gate when there's a crowd full of people. Yeah. It's, and it's so, just like, so how did this, because you have to, compl- like in a, Mario Maker way, you have to complete it to be able to post yeah. a Upload challenge. It, yeah. right. it was so tough, but so much fun. And and it just meant that they were constantly different. You can explore environments totally differently, too. So I would expect that uh, a Hitman 2 <laughs> is it, it's probably going to be very similar in, in style and structure to the last one, just because it, it hasn't been that long. Like yeah. I, yeah. I can't imagine there's going to be a radical departure here. It'll probably be like it needs more of the same, which is, yeah, which is, is fine. It, it, this one, the reboot went back to the old school way of just sandbox, have at it, and that's yeah. what everybody wanted. I'd like anyway. the narrative to be a little stronger than it yes. was. Um, but all I will say is that uh, don't have any kind of confirmation, but there is a partnership between WB and IGN tomorrow. Um, it'll be 10 a.m. Thursday. We are streaming something with WB. I'm not a part of it, but there is a stream <laughs> that people are suspecting is Hitman-related. 
you assume that we'll get this published tonight? Yeah, I was like, that's I real. So. That's, that's real If confident. we don't, then... We'll see what it is. I don't know. I don't know. What could it be? Like, I don't know. shrug emoji right now. <laughs> <laughs> if it's after Thursday at 10 a.m., just go to IGN and see yeah. what it was. <laughs> uh, also, Assassin's Creed Odyssey... Um, oh, yeah. Temple Aww. man. They just keep leaking this game. so bad for How them. How did it leak this time? It was a keychain. Yeah. yeah. It was like a keychain in Europe somewhere. I forget exactly where. Yeah. They found it and it's just like, oh, well, here y'all go. Next Less. Assassin's Creed. It's like, how? Yeah, really Last sucks. year was a t-shirt. This year it's a keychain. Jeez. <sighs> I just hold the merchandise. Just yeah. much afterwards. Gotta make that money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I guess so. And it, I don't I don't know like maybe they're just trying to get stuff ready for um convention and stuff like to yeah. have merch ready to go. I'm but, sure it it makes them a ton of money. Gosh. I just I feel so bad for that team cuz it's like maybe they can go one year without it. Just love, one year. I love every have year. A surprise. Every year at uh, Ubisoft Communications, they must have like the for Assassin's Creed there's the envelope A and the envelope B. The mm-hmm. envelope A being like it doesn't leak. Here's our plan. <laughs> envelope B, here's our backup plan in case it does leak. Oh. Envelope A has been sitting on the, on the shelf it's unopened a, for years. It's a little dusty. It's, <laughs> it's still talking about Assassin's Creed 3. <laughs> but I think they responded to it really well. They posted a tiny little clip on Twitter yeah. that was kind someone of, being kicked off of something 300 styles. Yeah. Is, it, it feels like in a way that they're prepared for it. Like you said at this yeah. point, that they have a plan in place, that they know what happens if it leaks. Yeah. They're experienced at this point. So Fortunately. Well, yeah. they should be because every game in the series has leaked except for Assassin's Creed 2. I wrote, incredible. I wrote the article. Wow. I researched it all. It was like even Brotherhood and Revelations. They both leaked. Wow. Liberation, the um, the originally the Vita exclusive yeah. one, that. leaked twice. <laughs> so <laughs> once on the Vita version and once on the console port afterwards. Just to explain, also our like kind of disappointment with leaks is that because we understand like how much work goes into That's planning these announcements. Bad for those teams, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like you know maybe you someone worked on it and they were waiting for that big announcement to see how people react to the full reveal. And then something comes out early. Yeah. And then well, you kind of lose that moment. But I think in a, in a way, though, you still have that excitement of, oh, we know something's coming. We know what this is. And then you can kind of start forming your ideas around it. Yeah. Maybe the like best slash worst example of that happened just last year, also with Ubisoft, with Mario and Rabbids, yeah. where it sort of leaked out and everybody was like, that sounds really People dumb. straight up didn't believe it. Yeah. And, yeah. and then it turned out the game was fantastic. I know. I Maybe that's the strategy. Was like, I don't want this at all. This looks terrible. And then we saw the trailer and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, no, I do. I'm on that very cl- clear-cut line of anti-rabbit stuff. Really? Oh, really? Weird. You're not a we rabbit. We have to have this conversation again. We don't are of all things cute. Yeah, and they are not no, cute. they're kind of garish. They're gross. Really? They're like, oh, wait, minions okay. are better. They're like well, so I was going to say, where do you fall on minions? Because... Like, Minions were kind of cute when they first came out, like when they were part of Despicable Me, and they're like, oh, they're kind of weird. Oh, so they've goofy. aged out of cuteness. And then they like, like they full on pushed them. Mm. And I was just like, oh, guys. But minions are at least cuter than rabbits. Okay, so I have. Do you want to put together a, a feature thoughts. on this? There's a hierarchy. No, I have talked about this What's that many D&D times. Can, can, we, can we wheel the projector in here so Miranda can present? <laughs> so no, uh, I would love that, like a D&D alignment of the rabbits and it's yeah. just like chaotic. No, and like, oh my gosh, you're so cute. I'm just like, you're killing me. Well, I mean, I am dying. Minions are definitely chaotic evil, right? No. Yeah. No. No, they're chaotic neutral. They're chaotic neutral. Are they? Yeah. yeah. They work for a bad guy. I mean. But he's not even bad. But he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they, they also have their own agency, right? Like, they are minions, and they work for an evil guy, but they operate under their own rules and achieve their own Yeah, they were just, desires. like, in a jungle somewhere, and he's like, hey, you want to work for me? 
This hard yeah. left in the show is brought to you by DreamWorks Pictures <laughs> Minions 4, un- inevitably to be announced at some point yes, in time. We had a Minions like, tiki game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's shift gears here and talk uh, about yeah, the lemurs from Madagascar. Well, Instead of talking okay, about like, um, <laughs> the leak too much more, I wanted to talk about the game itself. Yeah. Um, yeah. But by the way, uh, Miranda, so Davide cried. Uh, when, oh, no, I know. When, I saw uh, that. Yeah, when Miyamoto, but now he's crying again because you, <laughs> you have uh, said that. <laughs> I'm mean, sorry, they're oh, not cute. Man. He's not. He, he just has a picture them. of you at the top corner of his mirror, and he's just doing curls into it. Yeah, Rocky Four. <laughs> yep. It's okay. He's training in a cabin somewhere oh, in the Alps. Uh, well, anyway, I really liked Assassin's Creed Origins. I gave it a nine, I think. I don't remember. I gave it a really high score, whatever it was. Um, the RPG elements were great. It's a shame that less people played this one. Um, it seemed like that was Assassin's Creed fatigue. This is continuing more of the RPG elements. I don't remember if they said it's set um, before or after. I think it's set after, but it's not a direct sequel to Origins, so it's, it's a different yeah, character. It's not okay. Bayek, but uh, it, it looks really cool to me. I like what Yeah, I mean, I, I guess the... We the cool stuff at being in Greece, too. The cool one year off because, was just a, oh, an anomaly, I suppose. We're going back yeah, to annualize. I was really hoping they'd take an... I think I probably said that on this show, that I was like, no, they totally want to do one this year. I was really hoping they'd go every second year from now on. But me too. I think it, that's a nice time in between each game to give those studios time to like work and really put mm. their heart into it and also to hopefully not make them rush well especially them. now that they're 100 hours long now yeah. <laughs> well it, origins hey, is yeah. really long it I mean, hasn't really hurt call of duty in the grand scheme of things yeah, by feels- having all by having multiple dev teams going yeah, yeah. with a game here i mean well to Unity. a long- you know just like having that break i think makes it a little bit more exciting too for us yeah. sure least, but yeah, not for, for the uh, not for the uh, shareholders of That's these publicly yeah. held companies yeah, and i'm not saying that this is going to be rushed or like <laughs> boring or anything like we had, we don't know anything about it yeah, we don't know who's developing it yeah so it's clearly not the origins team no. it's got to be somebody no. else Montreal. yeah well that, to Alana's point it's strange that they would have assassin's creed fatigue since this is the first time in a while that they've you come off a two-year dev cycle mm-hmm. um but I'm stoked for, like, the open-world RPG elements of it. I think when I first uh, – so I went to Montreal and did the IGN first for Origins, and the first time I saw it, it was just, holy crap, this is a totally different thing yeah. than what Assassin's Creed is normally. Um, and I think I like the direction the series is going in. I know a lot of people like the more Actually, linear, story-focused kind I of thing. I completely agree. I'm far more interested in Assassin's Creed, <clears throat> like, now than I've ever, ever been. Yeah. So just crazy because if Ubisoft announced an action RPG – well, you meet all these historical figures set in ancient Greece, and it wasn't tied to Assassin's Creed. Like, I would be like, "Oh my god!" But I think it's because that franchise is like it has an identity. Yeah, I mean, you, especially if you played the first few games, like you know, or you think you know what that is, but it has evolved so much over the yeah. years. Yeah, enter Skull and Bones, right? So. It's uh, Assassin's Creed seems to be that. Um, guaranteed franchise that Ubisoft can experiment with as long as they don't change the formula too much. It's still always good. And so you see things like Black Flag introduce stuff that they are now basing a new series off of. You yeah. see them in Unity introduce the co-op, which was very much a Ghost Recon Wildlands, um, you know, a key part of that game. Um, with Origins, they're going RPG. And Odyssey, hopefully they take that a step further. Um, and now naturally we have uh, large-scale sieges where you break into buildings, which is obviously modeled off of Siege. It's not, it's not a real thing. For honor? For honor. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there we go. We'll, we'll obviously be learning more about Assassin's Creed Odyssey next week. Also, this week, stay tuned on IGN. Uh, we've been promised more, something more before E3 on Anthem, hey. which is BioWare's latest and greatest. It's kind of weird because EA is like starting 
E3 on Saturday, so she's like, why don't you just hold? Yeah, but they did that last year. It's like EA doesn't give, like they don't care. And they're just like, hey, uh, people are going to be in LA. We're just going to go a day early. And then they start releasing information early as well. Back to the point, man. E3 is two weeks long now, and EA is is responsible for some of that. Thanks, EA. Not saying it's a good or a bad thing. No, it's exciting, but it's just also tiring. Like, I'm exhausted, guys. Yeah. You know who is not a fan of of EA moving to Saturday? My wife. You have to leave another day early and Mm -hmm. leave me home with this kid and dog all by myself for an, an extra day. I'm like... Talk to oh, Andrew just Wilson. Bring just bring him down. <laughs> oh, yeah. That'd be that'd great. Be... <laughs> it is fun. Of course, you that have days three is <laughs> longer. It's like a good event. I remember, of course, like watching and like TiVoing it back in the day and like getting really excited to come home after school or whatever and yeah. watch it. So. Also, I don't know if you guys know her, but a friend of, of IGN, Andrea Renee, is actually hosting yeah. it. Yeah, this is fantastic. Is be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's I'm really so happy for her. She's a wonderful host. She's done stuff with us. She's watched for IGN, yeah. Um, yep. You've seen her. You've probably well, she seen her. She hosted some IGN stuff uh, at, at E3 for us That's the right. year before. Yeah. It was two years ago. I did a conversation with her about the um, the Xbox One S. She used yeah. to be uh, a very common sight on televisions in GameStops. Mm-hmm. She, yep. did, yeah. uh, she did their stuff for them. So, yeah. She's, she's really good at what she does. It's really she's great. great. Very happy for her. That's, uh, that's going to be – she's going to put on a, an excellent – performance as a host is going to do a great job but ea's conference all aside super excited to hear more about anthem because i just want i just want bioware to get it right i mean not andromeda wasn't bad and i keep saying it, my like, guys it just wasn't the same level of mass effect that we had and it's, that's the hard part of like having such high expectations because of the mass effect name look it was a good the, game. The I thought it was, name i thought yeah. it was bad and i didn't have high expectations for it i had a lot of fun with it i get a like opinions i thought it was bad but yeah. it's also like i just the way it was written and i'm really excited about anthem the things that i've heard about anthem it sounds really cool the one thing that i have concerned is that the lead writer left during the project so it's like what does that mean for how this ends up and i don't what, know what does they, give me a little optimism is that uh, Casey Hudson's back. Yes. I mean, I know he's running the studio. He he's is. probably not. He he might not necessarily be doing a lot of day to day things on Anthem, but he's obviously involved. Uh, the, and this this is the original uh, Mass Effect team yeah. at work on this because there's the Dragon Age team. Of course, Andromeda was that Montreal studio. The lead of the uh, Dragon Age team also left recently, though. No, he's now on Anthem. That's what happened. Yeah. He got moved up. But yeah, you've got you've got. I mean, Mass Effect one, two, three. The the core of that group. Uh, inevitable before I'm sure some have gone on to other things here and there but that team is the Anthem team so mm-hmm. there's a, there's definitely reason for optimism there yeah and I'm excited to see what they do on the heels of Destiny 2 because like we all have our complaints of like how things went down obviously Bio, or Bungie's still trying to improve that um, I think Bioware has a really good opportunity to build on that mm-hmm. alright uh, let's talk some release dates we've got a few of those before before e- we're going to get a lot more release dates at E3. By the yeah. way, that's just part, hopefully that, that makes part sense. Of the course. Oh, actually, yeah, hopefully <laughs> <laughs> that'd be nice. <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. If we get a Halo Six teaser, if we get a Fable teaser, there there might not be dates on those. I don't yeah. imagine we'd get a Fable release date just because they were hiring as recently as January. Yeah, not a not a. Maybe we'll be lucky to get a year. I just let alone a day. I just, I just want to tease. Just yeah, it's, it's I'm just gonna love hate seeing 2019 pop up at the end of most of these Everything. trailers. Yeah, yeah next yep. year seems like it's gonna be a big year. <laughs> we say that. I think we said that for this. I, the so, last three years every year. has been crazy. I was, it's the peak of this gen. I mean, this you know the right. generation is. We're just at that point where it's just <laughs> awesome Twilight. game after awesome game after awesome game. It really is. Um, I was gonna bring this up earlier, and then someone changed the subject, and I didn't want to cut them off. But Oops. Um, it was. Every year, I think 
man, this has to be the biggest E3 I've ever experienced. Is it just me or do you all feel the same way? I feel like every year E3 is bigger than I it somehow was. don't feel that way. This I don't year. either. No, really? the At E3s all? that I consider the biggest are the ones that have the hardware. I was going to say the same thing. I okay, the same that's way. fair. Yeah. That's this fair. one I think has potential for really big things, but I feel like a lot of the big conferences already have shown their hand of what they want to talk yeah. about. Well, it seems like well, Sony's we maybe not even announcing any new games. Uh, Xbox I is really exciting. I think they will still Excuse like, me, small Tetris things VR. In their, <laughs> in their reels and stuff because yeah. they, will they will have those like, look yes, at all these games. Here's yeah. a really I'm fast ex- montage. I'm excited about Xbox because we have no idea what they're But yeah, that's exactly the thing is like Xbox I think has the most potential to surprise potentially that and maybe Square Enix because we don't really know what they're showing but we know a lot of what they're working True. on. Yeah, I can uh, imagine what Square is going to show. Just like Mike- Kingdom Hearts and who knows what else. We know a lot of their projects but we don't know a lot about them. Neo would be cool. Um, I'm going into Microsoft like having a pretty decent idea of what I think they're going to show and then hoping to get blown away by something that I never expected um, <laughs> because it's been... Which I, which I get one every year. Every it, year I've had a moment from a Microsoft conference yeah. where I was like, oh, no way. Like, I remember when they first announced backwards compatibility, I screamed. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. every every year they have something like that. Last year, was for, for me, was original Xbox yeah, backwards compatibility. Yep. Yes. Really so hoping it's Fable. Also, the last night was... Ori was, oh, yeah. last Ori was announced last Ori night. Ori was great yeah. last That was a great too. moment. Yeah. Two years ago, um, I mean, Dead Rising 4 was pretty exciting just because I kind of loved Frank um, from the original series, but... Good. <laughs> fantastic fantastic uh every year there is a yeah there's there's one thing and this year i'm hoping it's that new ip that i'm just like dragons in deep space or whatever it's it ends up about being. recall when we had that first trailer and then i played it and didn't like it so much yeah i i want to be completely floored by halo 6 like i want it i want it to erase any doubts i have coming in because of halo 5's mm. campaign i and I don't, you know, I don't know if a teaser can do that or if it would take like a full demo or even. But yeah, I just I want to be utterly floored by Halo Six. I want That's what I want. I want heart back in Halo. You know, I, I want to watch it and I want to like understand a character or like be so excited that there's a decision that has to be made or something that has to be done or some selfless sacrifice well, like that Gears needs to be has made. So much heart. Yeah. It's, it's yes. The last time I really gave or last time I really uh, felt connected to a character in a Halo game was probably Halo 3. Like, Halo 4 was a super cool um, space it's opera. Like oh, I, oh well, sure, okay. I'm yeah. talking about, like, the main, main Chief series. I agree, then. Yeah. Um, Halo 4 was a super cool space opera, but it's like, even though I read all of the uh, the files, the, the hack terminals in Halo mm-hmm. 3 that talked about the didact and the... 4, you mean? Halo 4. No, 3. Oh, Terminals and 3. Yeah, the Terminals okay. and yeah, 3. Yeah. They talk about the didact and they talk about the librarian and you know they talk about that relationship. And it's really touching. And Mendicant Bias talks to uh, Gravemind and, and you have these cool text conversations. We saw that in Halo 4, but it like didn't carry the emotional weight of the characters we have known up until now. So like I want Master Chief's helmet. I want you – know, I think they have to go hard on I'm like I bet yeah, I can – I, I, I want the I bet I can stick it moment. You know? Yeah. I mean, Locke wasn't compelling enough as a character to lead that game. Yeah, and, oh yeah. but I, I, I do disagree. I personally disagree on uh, four. I th- four for me was the most personal Master Chief story. I'm not saying it was the best of the games, yeah. but I love the the very the ending with Master Chief centric story that yeah. four told Halo Four told, particularly that you know that ending scene where you know he's just back on yeah. the ship and just sort of looking out like 
sort of wondering if Cortana's out there. And like, mm-hmm. I, I felt him on that Did one, you? man. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I also noticed you didn't have it written in the doc, but yeah. Polygon reported rumors of three Gears of War games being announced. These seem very unsubstantiated, so I just want to say huh. Wait, totally rumors three. So one being the next Gears game, Gears of War 5. Right. Uh, another one being Gears of War Battle Royale, which we just last week were like, I don't see it and I still can't picture it. And the third being um, a Halo War style RTS. Mm. I heard about that, like an ex- I heard a, a, a rumor. I have just no- nothing beyond what I'm about to say is that uh, some XCOM style strategy right. thing. Oh, that'd I be could, really cool. I can 100 percent see that. Yeah, I like yeah. That one. Is that like do you I think like that. a creative joint or? I would think they'd Maybe. have to partner up with Coalition would have to partner up with somebody because yeah. they're busy yeah. on Gears Five. Yeah, yeah. And they also wouldn't have the team who would know how to make that kind of game necessarily. But I, I have no idea if that's going to happen. Like I still can't picture. I do too. Yeah, I'm just really excited for it. Yeah, good cliffhanger. I love the two episodes ago. We had a "What if Halo Five got a battle royale mode breakout?" And this week we're going to have a "What if Gears of War Five had a battle royale?" We're not. We're not doing that. Fine. (laughs) We'll see if it happens. You never tune in next week when we say "What if Forza Horizon Four had a battle royale?" What if State of Decay Two had a battle royale? I would 100 percent play. (laughs) That (laughs) that would be wild. Sea of Thieves basically is just one it kind of is but again like that game works really well Mm. it's like everybody duos is you uh and your buddy on a sloop and there are a hundred other ships and you go to different islands and ludo it works you can use the map that's already there every time for battle royale hold on hold on i would i want to talk about this i want to this is really this is sounding really good a few years and talk about mobas the only thing that really gets me about the gears battle royale is i played gears one semi-professionally and I, I have played a lot of PUBG, and it just feels like if that existed, that would be the, the video game I was born to play. It would be like, I could, I could do that. I'd be good at that. And it's like, please give me that game, like, just so I can like, get back into the competitive scene. A third, like a third-person cover shooter battle royale. I don't see it happening. I don't. That would just seem so strange. And the weapons and gears and the way the maps are laid out, like, it's I just all, it's can't. Not, it's not... It's weird to say that Gears is kind of clunky in a way. It's like heavy. Yeah, it's yeah. super heavy. Is not, you're not supposed to be like running around a massive map. Slow and too. Yeah, so it's like a lot more anticipated movements. And I don't know. I just don't see how that would work. But I'm sure they could figure out a way. People yeah. smarter than myself. We'll see. We're I feel thinking. like Halo would be a better fit for yes. Battle Royale than Gears. It's you know, not to say it's a it's an either or proposition, yeah. but I mean, like yeah. I said, we've we've seen the memes. Also it's throwing this out there, like everything. not every game needs a Battle Royale <laughs> mode, but man, some of them yeah. sure would work real well. I would play the crap out of a dude. After talking about this, Sea <laughs> yeah, of Thieves but... Battle Royale is like the thing I'm most excited for <laughs> coming out of E3 this year. Not going to happen, but oh my god, if they announced that, probably not going to happen. <laughs> And there's just like a megalodon is your is your red zone or the kraken pops right. up and attacks. Mm, just wait for wait for a year two of Sea of Thieves. It happens. <laughs> Get it happens. the vapors. Uh, all right. Fable battle royale. No, no. Release dates. So what we've got laid out so far: Mega Man 11 out October 2nd. So for uh, fans of the blue of the blue bomber, mark that on your calendar. <sighs> I die a little inside every time I say this. Here we go. Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered edition is out july 3rd so you know <laughs> so do some fireworks uh fourth of july with we, uh destruction of red faction can we get like a button with a bunch of sound effects on it like mad money style you know <laughs> yeah where it's like revengeance <laughs> <laughs> Remo- the, the price is right fail horn yeah. yeah. uh code vein the sort of dark souls ish thing from the Publisher of Dark Souls, Namco, Bandai Namco, uh, they're marking that down for September 
twenty eighth. Uh, Interesting. Which is a which is a it's a bold move, Cotton. Let's it is see. a bold move. Let's see how it pays off, off for him. That's um, weird. September. Yeah, that's, so All there right. you go. Uh, what else? We got a couple more things here. Well, Telltale's. Oh, I missed that one. Yeah, Thank that you. Yeah, super just important. Uh, yeah. So te- the final season of Telltale's The Walking Dead, where which has come full circle with Clem as the Lee figure, the adult figure with a with a who's you know sort of caring for uh, a kid. That's going to kick off August fourteenth. Mm-hmm. So uh, episode one there. I got to ke- get caught up. I'm so do I. I'm like halfway into season three. It's really the one that started it all, though. So I think having the the closure is pretty exciting. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, it will be it'll be it'll be great to see how they if they can make this one hit my heart. Like if the I don't first cry, one. I'm going to be disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Just make me cry. It'll be great. All right. Should we talk a little uh, Red Dead Two real quick? Yeah. Hell yeah. Alana, you've been keeping tabs on on all things Red Dead. Doing my best. You could spend a lot of money on Red Dead if you want. Meh. Although yeah. we don't know how much, but there's a few special editions here. Yeah, one of them doesn't come with the game. <laughs> the, uh, that old chestnut. Oh God, I think that's totally how fine. Much longer I mean, it's, it's not be. uncommon. The collector's box is $99, doesn't come with the game. So if you want to buy that with the ultimate edition, that would be you know $200 for the collector's edition. But the, the point of the collector's box is that it's merchandise for people who want the extra physical stuff. If you're watching the video, video version, you can see it right now. Yeah. I, I think the idea behind these two is is cool for those people who are like super fans. Like you come out of the game and you like love it. It's just like I want more of this in some way to exist in my life. And here's this. I don't right there. I'm just not you know as a person who is a pretty big collector. I'm just not. I like the box a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we can learn some interesting stuff if we look closely at that puzzle. It'll give us some location hints. But the thing is, it's just so much stuff. There's, I would prefer a statue. There's no one centerpiece item. Yeah. There, right. Yeah, would be the. It's like, the box, the puzzle's pretty intriguing. Yeah. So I'm not going to buy this one um, based on the fact that it isn't like, you know, a, a statue of like Marston on a horse would be the thing that would There's really nothing happy. for you to display. Is that That's fair to say? It. Yeah. Think, Which is personal taste, of course. Right. And I think maybe the appeal for other people could be that you could use things. Like there's a cool catalog that's yeah. like in the Red Dead style. And then the that coin map is really is cool. The thing to that I'm like, well. yeah. That so you get a deck coin, of playing cards, and, 12. Cigarette cards? Is that what it is? Yes. Yes. There's cigarette cards and there's playing cards. So you get double cards. A double sided puzzle, a pin set. I'm curious how much this is. It's $99. Oh, they did say? Yeah. Okay. And this one comes with the game? No, No, that one doesn't. The collector's box does not come with the game. Collectible challenge coin. Interesting. So then the ultimate edition is also $99. Um, It comes with. A bunch of content for, they say online, which to me confirms that it's going to be called Red Dead Online, which isn't that surprising, but they haven't really officially spoken about it. I mean, they didn't, they didn't capitalize so. the O in online. They just. Yeah, uh, everything's <laughs> in capital, actually, as you can see. It's all yelling. Um, <laughs> this is very exciting. Ultimate Edition. Yeah, so the bonus content is um, a Survivor's Camp theme, some outfits, rank bonuses, which I think is interesting, and additional so, weapons. Um, a lot of this stuff, that the thing on there that's most interesting to me, which is the talisman and medallion gameplay bonuses, and it's a photo of boots. So, um, oh, they're, they're spurs. Right. Um, John Ryan did a really great breakdown mm-hmm. of all of this content, too, and pointing out like how oh. these are applicable to parallels with like GTA Online stuff and yeah. like how they work and function, how they could yeah. potentially work awesome. in Red Dead. I should mention he's the only reason that I know any of this is because yeah. I had a conversation. <laughs> this yeah. is all John Ryan's Yeah, it's been really cool like seeing him break down. It's like, he's- well, this reveals actually a lot about the gameplay that if you know anything about like i said gta online then you can kind of 
infer some things from here. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you get a gang hideout makes me think that that will function the same way your apartments do in mm-hmm. GTA totally. Online. Yep. Yep. So you'll have a gang hideout or a camp, uh, I believe, is one of the things you could get to. The one thing I'm concerned about is it says bank robbery mission is exclusive story mode content, um, which – okay, so that means probably the, the gang hideout and the bank robbery mission are single-player content. So I'm just hoping that there's other bank robbery missions. That that isn't exclusive to that. I well, hope we, that you can just get them in the game anyway. We know there's console exclusive missions now, right? Like PS4 yeah. is going to be getting exclusive content in Red Dead Redemption 2. Um, and I wonder if like they have X amount of missions earmarked for exclusivity and one of them is for – like you know, if you buy it from GameStop, you get this mission. If you mm-hmm. buy it on PS4, you get these missions. If you buy it from Amazon, you get this one. So yeah. I'm wondering if that's what it is. It's just – it's really hard to sell me on DLC. I don't tend to pre-order anything anymore. Yeah. I very rarely buy DLC. Like I almost have a policy against it. Uh, but if, if it's going to be heist or bank robbery missions – feel like i'm gonna have to do it and i'm like damn you but i'm <laughs> hoping that we just that. get them anyway so yeah uh, and then the special edition which i think is just the game plus. 80 or is it's, it's the game with i think some sort of collectible with, thing. with, Exclusive with, with story mode. content yeah, yeah. Like the it has content. fewer yeah it was probably the stuff that yeah it's the same stuff that we saw that just without the online content and then obviously the regular edition is 60 dollars. but anyone who pre-orders also gets cash in gta online which I think is really cool for any level. If you pre-order, you get a bunch of money in uh, GTA. So it's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm, I wanted to have JR on the show if we could have figured out how to do that today because like he's done a lot of research into it. So like Miranda said, just totally check out the stuff he's written about it because we can learn some stuff. About uh, I really like that exclusive map edition. and I'm glad it's in every version of it because I, like I feel like you could hang that up and then get real like Charlie Day conspiracy theory kind of thing with it. <laughs> it's like yeah. I went from here to here to here to here. And yeah. I, mean, I like that. It's like... I like practical applications for my collector's editions, you know. I wonder what kind of map it is. I always ask that question. Is it a cloth? cloth? Is it a cloth map? They hope cloth so. is just so primo. It probably would be. It's so primo. Probably. It's Rockstar. They wouldn't they got cheap out with paper. Yeah. I really, I really, really hate it's, when you get a collector's edition and you unfurl the map and it's just like laminated plastic paper. And it's paper. already wrinkled. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. damn it. <laughs> uh, last thing this week, big ups to State of Decay 2. Oh, over man. 2 million players hmm. already. Uh, that is over, crazy. Killing two billion plus undead uh, across all the obviously down online so connected many consoles. Zombies. I believe it. I really like this game. It's very good. Yeah, I, I have a lot of fun playing it. Um, we did talk about it a couple of weeks ago, the day before it came out, or the day before the embargo. I think when you're out, Ryan. Um, but I, I really, really enjoy it. It's tactical. It's really addictive because the thing is, everything that you do, you know what you, you should do next. I, I never have a moment of like, oh, what should I do? It's like I'm, I'm working on upgrading something and saving someone and getting rid of an infestation all at the same time. Yeah. Always thinking about everything and it's it's a lot of fun to play. It's, I'm the same way. When I played MMOs way back in the day, it was always like, how can I be the most efficient? Yeah. It's like I know I need these four quests in this area, so I'm going to go do it. And that's all of Save yeah. Decay. Like, yeah. You have a list of things that you need to do and you're like, okay, I need to clear an infestation. I need to go to a grocery store. I need to find some supplies <laughs> yeah. and then I need Oh God, and then and more Maya's ammo. unhappy with me. I yeah. got to take her out on a mission to Let's talk to her and make her, her feel better. Oh, she's Or you can kick her out. <laughs> she's banished. Yeah. 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 Pick out the bad ones. Like honestly, I've been – so obviously working on the guide, I have seen many traits. 
so many traits these characters can have. And some of them are it's just so right? Some of them it's bad. like just selfish. Yeah, it's just like really you just, just kick them out. Like there's literally no reason to have them because then you could probably get a new character who spawns rather quickly that has yeah. probably a better perker trait. I find like picks fights with others and I'm like, enjoy your uh, your life <laughs> on the road <laughs> yeah. alone. I mean, if you want an extra challenge, I think that is something kind of cool to yeah. present. If like you if you want to make it a little bit harder because I don't think State of Decay 2 is all that difficult. I don't think um, so either. But, it's fair to say. But I do want Utopia. Yeah, but you can like make it a little bit more challenging if you keep those like harder to please characters, and some of them just like permanently are tired or yeah. have, the tired like, thing's the thing I find hardest to manage. I'm like, yeah. oh, this boy needs to nap for two whole days. So I've That's uh, be tough. I've played. He's got the sniper. He can't I tried run away to. From I was yeah. hoping to see if I could see if they like just pass out or something if they got completely exhausted. You know what happens? Um, I have never got there. And oh. I just I like ran around at the character for so long, and like their bar just their sim bar just gets super small, and yeah. like that's kind of the only punishment. You get. Oh. It's like you swing oh. once and you're just done. yeah. So like that's yeah. obviously dangerous. Kind of hoped they would die. Yeah, that's that's what I was testing. Die of exhaustion, <laughs> which feels bad, but I'm like sorry. He, I, he think, I think that's big. the point. Like, I mean, the devs told me like they don't want the game to be overly hard what they want is you to put yourself in situations where you're overconfident mm-hmm. and um you don't respect the world around you anymore mm. yeah. and so you get to a point where your character gets exhausted after swinging the bat once and you're like whatever it'll be fine and then you get it's ripped in fine. half by a juggernaut you know yeah this will scare me i don't like them they, oh my god that's run away yeah <laughs> sorry it's gotta be deeper <laughs> yeah. whatever it is uh, you hear that around the corner and you're just like nope Nope, 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 nope. So yeah, uh, kudos to Undead Labs, and yeah. very glad a lot of people have, have played the game, either you know buying it or playing it on Game Pass. Big patch just hit this week as well. 20, 20 gigs. Gig. I uh, turned on my Xbox to work on the wiki, and I was just like, what? <laughs> Did, have you Ooh, played boy. it since the patch? Yes. Has it um, fixed some of the bugs? Yes. I used to get this one weird flashlight bug with one character where it would just like go crazy, like just weird shadows would yeah. happen, um, and that seemed to have been fixed, and just quite a lot of other just... My biggest thing was zombies falling from the sky. Yep. They Has spawn, that been fixed yet? They spawn like bug? 45 feet in the air. I, like I, I haven't checked yet. <laughs> I, I had like that one that a lot. I mean, it's kind of fun. I was like, oh, they're, they're coming. <laughs> but it does take you out of it a little bit, you know? You're like, oh, well, that's odd. It's my, funny. my favorite one. You're being airdropped? Like, why? <laughs> my favorite one that we ran into when we were doing co-op is that you go to put your gun away, but for some reason it reads your weapon as like four feet up and two oh, feet yeah. to the right. <laughs> so your gun is like holstered, but it's like up here. It's floating around like it's, still, your, it's your little buddy, it's like a mag, yeah, a yeah, fantasy star online. Yeah, exactly. And then you go to pull it out, and suddenly it's in your hands, but it's like two feet over in this direction. Yeah, well, I found that all of the bugs are like Bethesda style bugs, yeah, and that like yeah. you know you play Fallout and a dog glitches through a wall, but it's funny. Yeah. So that's why I don't have a problem with them really. Like I, I don't do, like downgrade the game for it because I'm like it's mostly fine. If it's I know not, there've been some serious stealth bugs on PC where people haven't been able to get out of stealth, which sucks. Like oh, that's a problem, yeah. but for me I haven't had any yeah, of that. Yeah, I found a lot of the bugs if you just need to sometimes you just have to back out of the game. Just reload it. And yeah. It usually fixes Shouldn't have it. To do that, but yeah, it does suck. But for the most part I think they've been rather cleaned up. I did have my first crash recently, yesterday. Mm. I was very sad. I was rolling characters and then I finally got the invincible trait and then my game crashed. Uh, and then, uh, and then What is the invincible there. trait? Uh, it makes them a lot stronger, so they're, I think, more immune to infection, and they have just higher health as well. So they're not actually invincible, but they are much better. Oh, so. I wonder if Strong it's just like confident. the world's worst practical joke. You get the invincible trait, and your game crashes, and you're like, guess not. That's what it felt like. I've been looking <laughs> yeah. for forever. Uh, so yeah, if you haven't anyway, played it, give it a good. try. It is, uh, yeah, it is a really sure. deep, fun game. And use our wiki. Check out all the traits. Yes. <laughs> Do that. And I know we just talked about DLC, but there is more 
content coming for the game in the form of paid DLC is also as part of the season pass. And if you play the first game, you'll know the DLC packs for State of Decay, um, what Undead Labs does is they're usually not just story stuff. They're story stuff and. So like the first one for State of Decay 1 was Breakdown, which added just a repeating cycle of you can just – it gets harder and harder and harder. And you know by new game plus seven, it's like zombies are almost unkillable. So um, there's a lot of – Sounds really cool. Yeah, there's a lot of like really cool stuff that they do with this sandbox. So um, keep an eye out on that stuff. Also – If you um, liked it, check it out. Quick tip. If you have too many infestations – um, sometimes a pair of travelers will show up and be like, hey, do you want to go take out some infestation? So you get two extra people in your party. So you'll have a total of four people oh, wow. as opposed nice. to three oh, that's cool. or just two. Excellent. Thanks, Great Miranda. Time. All right. Yeah. Uh, marketplace, <laughs> there was no sh- one sheet this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I, I mean, it's one. the week before E3. It's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing. <laughs> What's on Marketplace? What's the games with gold, though? Yeah, games with we... gold. We have Assassin's Creed Chronicles Russia, June 1 to 30 on Xbox One. Smite Gold Bundle, which is actually quite a lot of value, um, yeah. I believe, yeah. from June 16 to July 15 on Xbox One. Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transform, June 1 to 15 on Xbox Speaking One. Speaking of Sonic Kart Racing. Sonic. And Lego Indiana Jones 2, the new adventures, June Speaking 16 Speaking of Lego games. There's, well, your, there's your big winner. It's almost like they planned these. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like they put some thought into it. Uh, Does that mean we're going to get Smite content at E3? <laughs> I guess so. You never know. <laughs> All right, let's do the... Uh, the hey, just to wrap up, uh, just yeah. to follow up on this, right now Xbox, Microsoft is having a huge digital sale, right? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so like you can go... uh ooh, move my mic. Go check it out. There's incredible discounts on just so, so many games. Deals, deals, deals. Yeah, so go check it out. Seriously, I saw some stuff that I haven't bought yet, but I absolutely am going to because I've been waiting. Excellent. All right, uh, I've started to do this trivia question a couple times. <laughs> Let's actually do it. I don't know the answer to this one at all. So, all right, well here we go. You, you got to watch my content more often. No, oh, you didn't I even work here. Then. It's fine. Uh, so, Kendon from Lubbock, Texas. His gamer tag is Minuteman thirty four, all Texas. one word. On episode two hundred one of Unlocked, which was the inspiration for Unfiltered, I of course had uh, Phil Spencer, Peter Moore, and Seamus Blackley Damn, all episode, here. Dude. It was that's I will never top that. Yeah. Literally, it's the best thing I'll ever do at this company. I mean, let's, like, let's I peaked, not. I peaked three years ago. Let's not you know sell yourself short. No, we, like next fun. year it's like welcome <laughs> no, to IGN okay. Unlocked. I'm joined by Barack Obama, <laughs> Mark yeah. Stewart, Obama, Elon Musk, yeah. and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. and Phil Spencer and Phil Spencer. Yeah, sure. <laughs> the common through thread. But uh, anyway. Kendon is noting that episode. Uh, during that interview, Seamus Blackley, the creator of the original Xbox, tells the story of how the original Xbox, and, and thus the, the brand as we have come to know it, got the iconic green color. So was it Seamus' favorite color, and that's how it was chosen? Was it the same color as the DirectX logo? At Microsoft, was it the only color marker they had when drawing up logos, <laughs> or was it? Did it happen to be St. Patrick's Day when the Xbox was originally being pitched to Bill Gates? Uh, so Alana, unsure. Do I, should, Miranda, can I go your way first? What do you? <laughs> so I know I, I I know I listened to this episode, but I don't I don't remember this part. <laughs> Um, it's just it was it's three years ago. You would think years. it was like some kind of extreme marketing strategy where yeah. they worked really hard and were like consulted people. Like I know IGN had that like with our logo colors where they were like consulted people to be like, oh, well, after you should maybe not use red, but like if you use it in this combination, it's not too yeah. aggressive. Yeah. After 150 hours of focus testing, yeah. we've decided people don't like blue. <laughs> 
Uh, Alana, by the way, with a commanding lead right now, nine points in the year's uh, quest for the this year's trophy. Uh, Miranda and Brandon tied with five apiece. I feel so. like I feel like these numbers get farther and farther I'm apart every week do. that we don't play Xbox trivia. I think you're secretly stealing Ryan's <laughs> stealing phone. Ryan's phone yeah. and adding. <laughs> Check the receipt. Their episodes it. are all there. It's hard because I feel like it could be anything. I think Steve's the most impractical. I almost just want to go for that. Because so, it's, it's a good question. It's from interesting. Kendon from Lubbock, Texas. That up, right? Good job. Kendon. Yeah. Yeah. This is a cool little nugget of info. Let's say. C. Okay. I'm just gonna Miranda go going C. Brandon? I actually know the answer. Okay, oh. so Alana. I think it's more... I think it's A or B. I think it's... Yeah. Actually, I changed my answer. I want to be A. I don't want to do dumb things. <laughs> Wait, what? Change my answer to A. Changing to A. Okay, A. Alana? Be practical. I think I'm also going to go A. Just because I can see that being like a thing in a pitch meeting where you're like... Like really, like you're you're enthused about a thing, and you're like, yeah. "This is the color I want." Like you could you could back it up. It's like you were drawing it at home on a napkin, and you used your own yeah. favorite color, and you're like, "Look, look, this is it." It's, it's I'm I'm gonna go with A. Okay. I don't think it'd be. What do you say? So I, I watched this episode <laughs> because I did think it was crazy to have these three guys on there, and the answer beyond all scope of reason is C. It is C. Damn. It is C. It was the only because, marker. Sorry because they slammed down my hand. I'm so angry. <laughs> That's sucks. Uh, it, because Can we give Miranda if, Hoff a point? If no, I re- I'm sorry we Aww. can't. If I remember correctly, uh, what happened was they broke up into teams and everybody grabbed like markers and supplies and all that and there was only one color marker left for their team Yeah, and so they were just using green. That is true. Crazy. <clears throat> Seamus Blackley, uh, who is on Unfiltered, actually got him in here solo. Oh yeah, he was on recently. A, a lot of yeah. he's, he is the guest for this month. Please watch that episode; it's really good because he's he's always a, he's a joy to talk to. I love that guy. I love him so much. He's a really just down to earth dude. He really is. Yeah. He, he kind of all like everyone I've met from the Xbox team has been awesome. But the difference is Seamus like doesn't people. have Seamus <laughs> doesn't have the doesn't have to sort of put up the corporate shield in any way, yeah. shape, or form. He is just like, he just says whatever. It's great. Yeah. Uh, nice. So, yeah. Good job, Kendon from Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> you stumped. You, you, you really, really pissed you, off the panel. Yeah, you really <laughs> made people mad. I actually really uh, appreciate you. <laughs> if any, if any of you out there would like to participate, I would encourage you to send in your Xbox-related trivia question. Uh, send it to unlocked at IGN.com. Please note uh, your question put note the answer and include four multiple choice answers we will not be playing next week but we'll get back to that regular rhythm uh when we get back from e3 okay it is time to go to e3 uh, yeah. i leave in less than wait what day is this wednesday Today's wednesday all right wednesday. 72 hours from less than that for me i was supposed to leave tonight <laughs> yeah i leave in 16 hours okay yeah. i'm driving down tomorrow morning getting real it's getting real so and what's what's funny is i'm always dreading e3 and i'm always tired and the lead up to it is so much work and then as soon as you get to la like you oh the it. adrenaline kick dude the yeah. adrenaline kicks in and i'm just a kid so me, like, as soon as i see the the sign on the fig the fig yeah and it's fallout this year yeah, yeah. which i'm very happy about so excited yeah, yeah good stuff uh so we told you earlier in the show you should follow all of us on twitter for the, the up to the moment E3 highlights. And of course, please, I mean, seriously, like, just keep an IGN 
com tab open during E3 and just F5 that bad boy on a regular basis because it's like there's just constant content going on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, following us on Twitter too can help you maybe parse through a little bit of what you're specifically looking for because yeah. it is it is going to be. We we also have an event hub too for that. It's like IJ.com yeah. slash event slash E3. You can also always uh, click on just the xbox news if you're just interested in mm-hmm. that that'll help filter things a little bit for you mm-hmm. also if you do follow us on twitter and you don't care about e3 you should probably mute us yeah that's true it's gonna be a lot yeah. of that the next that's couple days true. are gonna be real yeah well you can follow me on twitter at real dmc big. underscore ryan again uh, do check out ign unfiltered if you get a chance as well I'm super proud of those Alana? i am at charlanazad uh, it's my name in the middle of charizard and i can't talk about anything i'm working on right now fair enough miranda I'm at Havoc Rose, and it's Havoc with a K, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, again, just check out our wikis, because that'd be real cool. Working very hard on those. And then uh, we also have a very cool Cowboy Bebop 20th anniversary photo gallery um, of this like, really awesome cafe they put on. Not done by me, but by a freelancer. And if you like anime at all, please check that out. Yeah, I guess cool. I could say we're doing another yeah. live show um, in the office on the 29th of this month. It's for Beyond, but we will have an open office so you guys can come and hang out. The Eventbrite is, I think, Live. Don't know about that part, but um, <laughs> yeah, we'll follow up on, on how you can find those tickets. We, people have been tweeting them out. so Google probably knows. Google. Excellent. Yeah. Brandon, take us home. Uh, I am Brandon Tyrell on Twitter. It's just my name. And uh, man, E3. Crazy, right? We're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, I just got done reviewing Vampire. So if you're at all interested in cool gothic horror, gothic RPGs, um, check out that review. I liked it. Has some problems, but I liked it. Other than that, I also can't talk about anything uh, coming up in the next couple of days for obvious reasons. So mm-hmm. I'm stoked, man. Let's get this started. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, we'll see everybody at E3. The festivities start on IGN. Uh, remember, we've got the, the chat on IGN.com. Watch it live, chat with everybody. So that's gonna, we're going to start Saturday at... Uh, we start Saturday at 10.30 a.m. 10.30 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1.30 Eastern time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the EA press conference. That's our first thing. Yep. Yes. And then, yeah, we'll see. Outstanding. For All right. Xbox. So we'll see everybody. We'll be in LA. Uh, looking forward to it. Hope to meet a bunch of you as well. Have an awesome E3, whether you're there, whether you're watching. Uh, and we'll see you live pre-show. Uh, let's give give that Sunday. one time. One, Sunday. 12.30. Thank you. And then post-show right after, which their thing is usually, what, an hour and a half, right? So we're doing, uh, yeah, we, we don't know exactly. Um, and then we're doing part of a post-show. And then we have an interview about one of the currently unannounced video games that will be there. And then more post-shows. So there's, it's going to be a big Xbox Just, afternoon. Yeah, stay with IGN after, during and after the Xbox conference on Sunday at 1 Pacific and the, the pre-show at, mm-hmm. uh, at 1230. And then immediately following that, we're all going to go together to play a bunch of Xbox games. That's right. So the showcase coverage will be up later in the day. Yeah. Stuff will be going up like all day and night that's specifically Xbox related. So yep. can't wait. Sorry. We'll see you there. Have a great E3, everybody.